All right, welcome in everybody to episode 11 of the Brews, Buds, and Dubs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your commissioner, Victor Corcus, aka Doing Lines on Waller Street. And with me, as always, is my co host, Alex Roberts, aka The Harvester Method. How are we, Alex? Doing great, man. I'm hoping for the uh, most active fantasy week of the year this week. Big trade deadline coming up, which is what this show is kind of going to revolve around. And I know we had a fun, I think a lot of maybe the best NFL football of the past weekend uh, of the whole season. Uh, maybe not translates to fantasy for every every player, but I think just watching football this past week was a really good time. Oh, yeah, it was a great week for me. Felt great. Uh, but, yeah, big, uh, big week this week. Uh, it's the trade deadline coming up, so we're going to actually – dedicate most of the show to talking about that trade deadline uh give you guys our insights of what should be happening around the league of course we're going to go ahead and go through our normal um recaps or normal segments as well we are going to leave out the preview this week so don't want to catch you guys off guard just thought i'd let you know right now but uh roberts go ahead and talk to us about the highest scoring team and the highest scoring position player which was tight end this week yeah, absolutely. So highest scoring team, I will gladly talk about it was myself this week. Woo, yes. finally. Woo. I've been grinding. I have a uh, a ton of points all season long. And to finally get the highest scoring team, it was very, uh, very, very nice to get. Uh, I actually didn't get to watch many of the games because I was in Chicago for the Lions game. Um, yeah. So I was there at the game and then I drove home. So I didn't see any game whatsoever. The second half of the last game. But it was nice that I came back home and uh, had the highest scoring team. You drove back home right after the football game? Yes, yes. No so, way. So it was a full day. I, li- I listened to Red Zone, which is quite the experience. Um, <laughs> I probably almost crashed like six times looking down oh, at my phone no. while watching Red Zone. Um, but, you know, it was a good week. Um, Justin Jefferson yeah. was great. Um, I, I guess my the one thing that stands out to me is, two. I mean, he didn't have an unbelievable week, but he put, put up 24 points, uh, 20 points three weeks in a row. Um, is he just might be an elite QB, top five guy? He might be for fantasy football and in the NFL right now as well. He might be. I mean, he's got all the weapons around him. He he throws TD passes. He throws to the running back too. So he's he may be. I may have gave you a, a very very nice piece to solidify your team there. Yeah, uh, just a throw trade. in that, that just yeah. a throw in piece that really helps. <laughs> Sometimes that's what happens. Yeah. And then Justin Jefferson, I think he had the best catch. And yeah, I think it's better than those Dallas guys. Just everything about it, the difficulty, the timing, fourth and 18, end of the game, you know, like keeping it together. And I don't know how he kept that ball in his hand. I really should've, don't. That should have counted for two points, that catch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to get the highest scoring player. It's team. I feel like it's been a long time coming. But speaking of highest scoring player, um, was was tight end this week. And uh, no duh, Travis Kelsey won. Woo, yep. no surprise there. And I'm going to say congratulations, Garrett. I guess congrats for drafting him um, because uh, you did deserve it. I'm trying to think back to the first tight end runaround. Did Garrett win first tight end? Is, was it Travis Kelsey first time? If not. I, if, I mean... I feel, no, no, it was Hawkinson. It was TJ Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Okay. It yep. was. It yep. was. Um, but so I guess he gets his due. He doesn't get the double. That, that's fair. You drafted yeah, that guy. You sure. deserve to have that. So congrats on Travis Kelsey. But that was the, the least surprising thing <laughs> I think I saw. I did, uh, I did pick the second place tight end that week. I did pick Dalton Schultz to have a good game. He did, but not as good as Travis Kelsey. Correct. Yes, it was close, but Kelsey just, you know, carries the torch and gets it to the top um all right uh quickly run through our ballers and bums here um quarterbacks uh, justin fields we talked about him last week uh just went off again uh, another 40 point performance unfortunately in a losing effort from allen this week um but without justin fields his team would have been just abysmal so um he's gonna be scary the next few weeks especially if allen can sneak into the playoffs i wouldn't want to play against justin fields um, that game that game must be fun to watch i know we don't want to kind of go through this but that must have been a, a great game to be at I was like so high, so low, <laughs> and then it was a great game. And all the action happened close to our end zone. It was a very good game. That's yeah. sweet. That's awesome. Um, all right. And uh, Pat Mahomes, just, you know, doing what Pat Mahomes does. The only big bum that I could think of at quarterback was Justin Herbert. Uh, he's had a rough, rough few weeks. No, you know, weapons are injured. Um, but that's a, that's a concern moving forward for fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it just – when you watch him, not even like in fantasy, like scoring, just like watching him play football, he just doesn't look like Justin Herbert last year. 
I think the injuries are definitely bothering him and he's just trying to yep. bleed through it. But it is what it is. It was a bad week, though, uh, for him. And he had a chance. He had a couple chances to try and make that make it a comeback. And mm-hmm. It was a weird game. Yeah, Terrible throw. Terrible yeah. throw at the end of the game. Uh, let's go ahead and move to wide receivers. CeeDee Lamb has a fantastic week. Justin Jefferson, of course, we talked about him. Christian Kirk goes off as well. And then Devontae Adams ends up in this segment again. So we're seeing a good trend for Devontae Adams. We got two of uh, Mitchell's wide receivers in the baller section this week. So obviously, you know, you're going to have a good week. Uh, when it comes to the bum section, Chase Claypool, I mean, I don't even know if he's worthy of being in this. Only in reason this I put section. him in this is because uh, he, he was started in our, in our league. So okay, he was enough. started. So, and he was just didn't play really. Fair I mean, didn't, didn't get the targets. Fair enough. Alan Lazard, uh, it was the Christian Watson show in that game, which yep. is that's something to look into possibly um, as a long shot wide receiver. If you guys really wanted to, Christian Watson. And then I'm surprised he wasn't in the baller section. Should have thrown him there. I know yeah, he didn't he start should. him. Yep, yep. I gotcha. Chris Olave, uh, disappointing week for sure. Cooper Cup, unfortunately, uh, not looking good. Has a some kind of ankle injury. He's going to probably miss this next week. He's on um, IR. He had surgery. He's on IR. Oh, it is. On, I didn't even see that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that's Cooper Cup is loss. dead. Tough loss. That's why Nate put it in the chat yep. uh, earlier today, huh? And then Curtis Samuel, uh, he one of those kind nope, of those nope. gad- Debo, Debo Samuel. Oh, uh, Debo Samuel. Yep, yep. Another down week for uh for Debo. Just nothing uh nothing too special on his end. Um, running back wise, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he still can play football apparently <laughs> on the bright side. So uh, good for him. And the I'm- Jeff Saturday effect. Yeah, exactly. The offensive line finally, uh, finally came to life. So I am, I am happy for for him. Uh, Aaron Jones, they got him the ball a week late. Um, you know, after the Lions game, they started feeding him the rock. Saquon, Delvin Cook, James Conner, and Jeff Wilson. Those last two guys coming. Jeff Wilson, new place. James Conner back from injury. Uh, two good weeks for those players, and I'm sure those owners are happy. Just like I'm sure you're happy about Jeff Wilson. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was refreshing to see for sure. Um, running back wise, bums, uh, Alvin Kamara, Cordell Patterson, which the Falcons backfield was just an absolute mess. I obviously didn't see the game, but I was just looking back, uh, at it and I didn't understand how all of them had like five carries. Um, it was, a, uh, it was a weird game. Yeah, it was weird. And then Patterson was taken out. Okay. Um, yeah, he was taken out pretty early. All so. right. Uh, Dave Montgomery, uh, Khalil Herbert got all the carries, but I just saw that he got placed on IR today, Dave uh, Khalil Herbert. So maybe Montgomery oh, wow. has more value uh, the last the next four weeks or so. And then sure. Derrick Henry, uh, not a complete bum, but just for him, uh, very mm-hmm. uh, you know down week for him. Uh, I'm sure uh, whoever didn't didn't cost him, but I'm sure he was counting on more from him. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it didn't cost him, so it's no big deal. Yep. I, I mean. Could have threw AJ Brown in that wide receiver bum section as well. Yep, yep. It, but it didn't cost Mitchell to win, even though he didn't even put up two points. Um, tight end, I, we already talked about it. Travis Kelsey, Dalton Schultz, a couple of ballers this week, a couple of bums. Uh, Greg Dolchik, I uh, hated to see it, but it is what it is. He had a lot of snaps, so I'm not really too too down on him. And then George Kittle, uh, not the game that you wanted from him especially him being your number one tight end and drafting him for what you thought he was going to be. He hasn't quite been that this year. Mm-hmm. Had a few, I, he's had a few solid games, so it's hard. Yeah. It's, with the tight end position, unless you have those two guys, Kelsey or Andrews, mm-hmm. you're just hoping for – I mean, it's either you're looking for consistency and your consistency is going to be eight to ten points, or yeah. you're hoping for the Greg Kittle, hey, I can put I can put up 25 points, but it's a matter yeah. of when he'll put up 25 points. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was uh, disappointed in Dulcich as well. I thought uh, – I predicted him to be the number one t- fantasy tight end last week. So I was expecting a big week from him, and he uh, proved us both wrong. Denver's just uh, – I don't know what Denver's problem is, but yeah, somebody needs to get fired there. It's tough to watch. Um, just recapping scores real fast. Uh, both hosts won last week. Harbison Method, Alex beats Allen 156 to 109. Doing lines on Waller Street keep, keeps the uh, – Starts the win streak once again. Uh, is that one th- wins one thirty eight to eighty eight against Prater Staters? Uh, kind of solidifies uh, Kret sitting in there at last place. Uh, 
Uh, Delvin Cook bought me this gun, wins a close one against Steven Glansberg. So Nick uh, beats Nate to 111 to 106. Mitch comes out on top against Marky's Magnificent Team uh, up at the top of the leaderboard, 126 to 91. Um, and then uh, Weber, we mentioned already, came out on top against Garrett. Uh, gets the win 135 to 95. Um, so we kind of mentioned this last week, but the board, uh, the leaderboard definitely tightened up uh, following this past week. Yeah, definitely. Got a new leader this, this week. Uh, CMCD is not smooth into, into one. Uh, Weber moves up to two. Marky drops down to three. So uh, for a little bit of a shakeup in these top six, really all over the place. So fun week. It was a fun week. It's going to get real interesting down the line here. Um, and uh, excited to see how it pans out. I, you know, I'm still pretty confident that there's a route there for me to possibly make playoffs. Yeah. Um, Everybody's in it. I was, it. I was actually going to save this for later, but we, let's just do it now. I was going to look at the playoff picture because um, even uh, everybody's in the playoff picture uh, mm-hmm. with the wild card spot being points for, um, I mean, Nick is sitting the wild card spot right now at eleven eighty three. Um, everybody's within eighty points of him. Uh, you're actually you're a hundred. You're a hundred mm-hmm. out, which is a lot, but it's not. I mean, that's twenty points a week. Yeah, I can make it up. You know, you if you if you put up sixty more points than Nick one week, uh, that's anything. So I mean, I'm sure Kret is feeling like he has absolutely no chance, but um, it's not just on record. Well. Yeah, he, and he and Kret has some some players on his team and. Uh, yeah, no, it, it really is anybody's game to get that sixth spot. I know this, the top is kind of solidifying itself. Um, but even then, I mean, one, two, and three are all tied at seven and three. So, And, um, and, and fifth is still up for grabs as well, really. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to record-wise. So. Yeah, no, there, there's going to be a ton of movement between that top five, those top five spots, I think, before the, the end of the season. Nothing is set in stone. And yeah. it really is it really is wide open. Some people will have to get the wins to get in and some people are close enough on the points to, to get that sixth spot with points. So, um, that'll be interesting to see. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's skip past. We were right. We were wrong. Um, there wasn't anything too blatantly. There was plenty of stuff we were right and wrong about, but nothing too big or, or groundbreaking, uh, that we are too proud of. So let's just get into trade deadline talk. Um, so, I want to I want to kind of walk through each team here. Get your thoughts on uh, you know their needs, who they may possibly have on the block. Maybe provide uh, inspiration to these guys uh, to make moves because I know a lot of times it's just hard. Your own players you value uh, more than players on other teams, um, but a lot of these teams need to make a move to make the playoffs, and some guys need to make a move to make a championship run. Um, and it's hard to do that sometimes instead of just standing pat. What is your typical, um, in general, when it comes to closer to trade deadline midway of the season? What's your typical approach? If you're in our type of in our format, redraft the league, there's no repercussions for next year. So yeah. you're kind of all in all the time. There's no benefit to you to not go all in. Obviously, I mean, it depends on where you're sitting, right? Like where you're ranked. You know, if you're in the first, you know, top four or whatever, that's a that's gonna be a position of do I want to change my team? Do I feel like I need that one extra person? So that's, that's something that you have to think about pretty hard, I would say. And if you're in the bottom half, that's when it's like, all right, obviously a, a change needs to be made here. If I want to, if I want to do something where we're going to be 11 weeks into the season and your team really hasn't came through for you. You know, you may feel like you have a good team, you may feel like you have good players, but for whatever, it's not working. For whatever reason, it's not working. So you kind of just have to face the facts. I, as you can see this year, I wasn't afraid to to make the trades. Like, I think you should you should do it if you need to do it. You know, if you feel like you need to do it, you feel like you, you have a chance to at least make the playoffs, trade for somebody, trade for a couple of people, see what can happen. You know, it, second half of the season, injuries happen. A lot of injuries happen. And uh, bye weeks are still like, are are still up, so it's you can you can make something happen of your team if you do a good trade for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how, that's kind of how I am. If I'm sitting up at the top, I always want to try to get um, guys I like on my bench for the playoff run. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm sitting at the bottom, I'll have to, something has to change. You got to throw something out the wall, and yeah. even if it seems like a very 
risky or high upside trade. That's typically um, what I do. So let's just start. Let's start at the bottom of the leaderboard, work our way up. Um, so we're going to start by uh, looking at Kret's team here. So Prater Staters. Um, so obviously Kret has some needs, um, but I definitely don't think he needs help with the running back position. Um, so the biggest needs that I see for Kret are wide receiver and then just depth plays, flex plays. Hopefully he'll get some help with Keenan Allen coming back. He'll get some points from them if he actually plays. Um, but you kind of see his team the same way. Yeah, I do. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster took a, took a big hit this week. Uh, he got laid out like flu. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that he's probably not going to be able to play in this next game, just given these new concussion rules. Uh, I mean, you do have – you have decent pieces, Crowley. You could package something together, get a good package back. I, I think wide receiver is something that you should look at. Uh, riding with DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen, Darnell Mooney, I, I think that you can you can make something happen and get yourself a better piece. You, you can make one of those pieces better and still not really affect your team. Personally. Yeah, and I'm just looking at his – looking at his team. So I'm gonna, we're, we're going to talk about who who we think should be on the block, may be on the block, whatever way you want to interpret it. Um, but the big guy that I have that I think, if I was correct, I'd be trying to move is Josh Allen. Um, I know you don't ever want to you don't ever want to move the number one quarterback in fantasy. Um, but I don't think he can sacrifice his other position players to try to upgrade those pieces. I think the point differential at quarterback is so small that even I mean Josh Allen yes is going to have some blow up games um, but if he's getting you 22 to 25 points you can find a guy that puts up 18 to 19 points and gain in other places and people value quarterbacks especially people that have assets to trade as well what are your thoughts on that you think that's crazy or do you think that's kind of what needs to be no. done at this point no I don't think it's crazy um, sometimes you got to cash that big ticket in to fill up the team Mm-hmm. Right. And like quarterback position, I know it's Josh Allen. You can't replicate Josh Allen, but you can get a good fill in at quarterback that will get you wins on a weekly day on a weekly basis where they're not just putting up, you know, an egg and upgrade somewhere, whether that be like I said, either wide receiver or if you wanted to get another running back to throw into yep. flex, like you could. Um, it's just something to think about. We're not saying that this is what you should absolutely do, but if you want to get out of that that last place, you know, move up a little bit, and maybe something you want to do. Or if you want Josh Allen in the in the toilet bowl, so you don't lose the toilet bowl, yeah. you can keep him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's the biggest swing that he can take, right? Without, yeah, it's hard if he trades Joe Mixon for a running back, and where he's going to get a lesser running back, a lesser wide receiver, it it makes it tough. So yeah, um, I agree. That's kind of the, what I, what I see on his team. Uh, let's move up here to the next one. Uh, Vic, this is. You're not in ninth place, but I filled you. Out. I filled this out when you were in ninth place. So let's just hop over to your team here, um, and you'll be the you'll be the really the source here. So Vic, what uh what are your needs? What are you targeting this trade deadline? If I'm targeting anything, I'm trying to figure out how to get either a white a running back one or a wide receiver one on my team. That that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, maybe do a package trade and and get that solid player who has that high floor and high ceiling. Um, but other than that, I mean, I feel I'm starting to feel okay with my team. I feel like I've filled it up pretty well. I know what's going on in that Miami backfield. I know they're on a bye next week, but Tony Pollard has been great. I know Zeke hasn't been playing, but Tony Pollard has just been phenomenal. Yep. Kadarius Tony. I mean, that game was everything I needed to see. Like yep. that was fantastic. Second, second game with them. And he's out there doing everything, running the ball, catching the ball. Got a touchdown, first touchdown of his career. So very excited for Kadarius Tony. So I, I like where my team's at, but I obviously feel like there can be improvement there. Like I said, I'm probably looking for a wide receiver one or, or running back one. And that's really about it. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely see that. And you have pieces that you can package, I think, to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Maybe not running back one. Running back ones are hard to find, but I can definitely see you getting a wide receiver, a uh, top 10 wide receiver. Um, so who's on the block? Who can people start uh, start calling you about? I mean. We obviously, you're in love with Kadarius Tony, so he's off limits. Yeah, really, the price is. 
I would say Jeff Wilson and Kadarius Tony and Jalen Hurts are probably the ones I would say are off limits. Interesting that you went uh, Wilson over Mostert. Yeah, I um, I like the upside of Wilson more yeah. than Mostert. He he catches the ball. Raheem Mostert's a dog. I mean, he he was out there getting a touchdown. I was mad. Like I was like, oh man, I knew I should have started <laughs> both of them. But I the reason why I took Raheem Mostert out is because I really wanted. Kadarius Tony in my lineup this week. Mm-hmm. I I I really wanted him in the lineup, and I had to make the move to get my guy in the lineup. And Kadarius Tony did end up outscoring Raheem Mostert, okay. which was great. So, but he put up 17 points as well. That backfield is dynamic. I'm I'm very happy with both of them. So, yeah, your team looking at it, it's very ugly. And like the pieces are like not appealing, but they're all it's, like they all they produce. It's fucking gritty, baby. It, it's it's gritty. You could call it that, uh, but it's. I mean, you're winning. You've won a few, so good for 140 you. Forty points. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's plenty of guys in fantasy that their names don't look. The names don't match production, and I think that's kind of what your team, what your team is holding. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move over to uh, Garrett here, Tim Teambo. Um, looking at this roster, sitting in second to last place now, um, and his biggest things that I see uh, needs that he needs that RB two. He has Austin Eckler. Um, and maybe he has that now in Dave Montgomery. Now that Khalil Herbert is out, that's I think that's huge for him um, yeah. to have that solidified. And another thing I had is just an upgrade at wide receiver. Um, he has a whole bunch of receivers that I would not mind being my flex spot um, or depth, but he doesn't have a dude, a guy uh, out of all. I mean, Brandon Ayuk, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, all are, are all startable pieces. Um, but just not number one, number two wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. I think he really is maybe just a very like a top, like a wide receiver one away from having mm-hmm. a nice full team. Joe Burrow, solid. Travis Kelsey, solid. So you're looking at two two positions right there where you're like struggling sometimes on a week to week where you don't have yep. to worry about. And then Brandon Ayuk has made a great, great season. I want to mm-hmm. say fantasy football debut. You know, we've been trying to get this from from Brandon Ayuk for a couple of years. It just never happened this year. He's turned it on. Corlin Sutton with Jerry Judy out, I think, is a huge plus for him as well. So Garrett is, has, I believe, fallen into a little bit of a lucky situation due to injuries with Khalil Herbert and now Jerry Judy. He just got an upgrade at both his wide receiver and running back. Yeah, and uh, I think who's on the block for Garrett, I think it's his – it's those five wide receivers I named. I think those guys are movable. You don't need five of them. You probably mm-hmm. need three of them. Um, so package two and, and try to upgrade or package two in a, you know, another position, whatever it is, and, and upgrade that wide receiver position. That's what that's what makes the most sense for this team in front of me anyways. Yeah, I mean, really, if you look at his lineup right now, it's you keep everybody who's in their starting positions and from the flexes into the bench with all the players who, are, who should be available for yeah. And I think, and I think if someone likes Cortland Sutton or Brandon Ayuk more than DJ Moore, Deontay, I move them. Um, if there's an upgrade at wide receiver, you know, yeah, um, if, you get not, a, if you feel like you're getting more value from them. Exactly. I'm just not sold on either with the quarterbacks getting those two guys, the ball, they've both been, you know, Sutton's been up Fair and down. Ayuk has been very, very good uh, since yeah. Jimmy took over. Um, mm-hmm. But Cortland Sutton, not as much. Uh, he's been a little, a little more uh, rough with Russell the past uh six seven weeks now yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes they're gonna play in a you know confused las vegas team so if there's gonna be a week to show out i think it could be against this defense yes uh all right let's uh let's move on to alan uh chase bank here um alan's team one of those weird ones another one of those weird ones that he has some some very solid pieces uh but kind of lacks the depth to make a uh bigger move i think so i'm not sure how it's going to happen um, but the biggest thing that i have he needs is obviously a startable wide receiver he's down jamar chase he needs another wide out um alan Lazard, jerry judy curtis samuel chase claypool aren't getting it done um michael Pittman had a little bit of an uptick last week in targets but he still put up only seven points um so that's where i see uh i see alan's biggest need obviously you know, flex play wide receiver. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, a flex and a wide receiver, I think, yeah. is, is what's needed for Allen until Jamar Chase comes back, obviously. But um, I think a big question, a big thing to look at for Allen's team is what's Kenyon Drake going to do moving forward? Like, is he going to yeah, continue to, you know, obviously he's not going to get 20 plus points every single week, but yeah. is he going to have a good role in Baltimore? Is he going to get the ball? You know, do they trust him now, now that he's had a few good games in a row? So, but yeah, you just need a little bit more trustworthy people on your team uh, and upgrade at wide receiver. Cause obviously now with Jerry Judy's injury and then one more flex may, may just do it for you. If Justin Fields continues to put up 30, 40 points at the quarterback position as well. Yeah. And when it comes to the trade block, it's another one of the teams that are a little thin. I'm looking at the guys on his bench and I don't think any of them have much value. Yeah. It's um, tough. So, so the guy I have listed is Jamar Chase. Um, if you can get one of the top teams that are in a position to have a guy sit out for a few weeks um, and you can get a win now piece, I think that's the move you, you, you might have to make. Um, it's very, very tough, but you can't win championship unless you're in the playoffs. So points now matter more than points in the future. Um, it's a yeah. tough decision to make, um, but that's what you may you may have to do. Um, I, I did write down in this, in our, in our form here that, you know, maybe Justin Fields, uh, I don't think his value is ever going to be higher than it is right now, but I I'm guessing you get Justin Fields for free. You're probably going to hold on to him and let it ride. Yeah. I mean, and it is just in general, it's tough to trade quarterbacks sometimes though. Mm-hmm. It is. Especially- sometimes you feel like don't get the value, like going, even going back to Josh Allen, like it's hard to trade them. Um, but I agree. I feel like Aaron Jones may be one that he could – if Kenyon Drake actually is decent, right, if he can give you 10, 15 points a game, you may be able to get some solid pieces for Aaron Jones as well. Uh, if you didn't want to move on from Chase, if you really wanted to hold on to Chase for the playoffs and try to do something now, Kenyon yeah. Drake's a guy. You got Damian Pierce there. It's could be, could be pretty yeah. all right. Both those guys are, are tradable pieces. It's just a matter of what works for his mm-hmm. for his lineup, and it depends on who he values. If he if he does value Kenyon Drake, maybe he can move a, move a running back piece, but that's uh, still to be seen. All right, uh, moving over to Nick Torres. Delvin Cook bought me this gun. Uh, there's um, no point of even talking about that team. Literally, <laughs> I uh, in our notes here, I, I have it written down. He's not going to trade, yeah, so it doesn't matter. He's but, a tweak. He's paranoid. He just thinks everybody's out to get him. I know, I know. And uh but uh, just some need. I mean the thing is is he is he's top heavy on his team. He has he has his two running backs. He has his two wide receivers. Um so he's feeling pretty good. Like I said, uh this we talked about this earlier Cordell Patterson this past week. Um was there an injury with Cordell Patterson or was it just pulled? No, I I think it was just situational. I mean it was a short week, rainy weather. Okay. He just got off of an injury. I think they okay. were more so just being yeah, so, with him. So still a weird situation. Um, and then mm-hmm. he has he has Allen Robinson with now with Cup being out. Mm-hmm. Question mark there. Um, maybe he'll start performing. It's a risk. It's a risky play to play. I mean, you, he's got to throw it to somebody, right? But yep. this actually happened early on in the season. Cup missed the game. I don't know if Robinson actually uh, got anything out of it, though. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't recall Cup missing a game, but maybe he did. Um, Pretty positive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I and I so I have his filling wide receiver three, running back three, tight end. Um, those are my th- those are the three things that I kind of I kind of see uh, see there. And Miles Sanders also had a uh, you know rough outing last night. He, yeah. he did get, he did get twelve carries. They just weren't but, running the ball as much. Yeah. This game. Yeah. Um, what I would on. say, yeah, yeah. I mean, what I would say with just Nick's team is, and you know, I've been saying it every week. I, I really don't mind Nick's team at all. I really like no, his it's, team. it's, I feel like, I feel like Nick's one of those teams where for him, it would be hard to trade as well. I, I, I'd be, you could definitely package somebody, but like, I, I still don't hate Tyler Boyd and T Higgins playing together. I really don't. And Jacoby Myers is, like I said, I, I'm kind of – I'm not high on Jacoby Myers, but I like him as a solid piece as well. I guess he can definitely upgrade and get somebody who can get some more points. But that's that's his decision, I guess, at that point in time. But I, I get it. I, I just think that his team can be filled out pretty pretty solid. 
you know, it's it's a solid team. Like I said, it's top, I think it's a little top heavy. He yeah. has the depth though, and it's not that he doesn't have depth. It's just that his depth is all very similar. They're yeah. all typically all the wide receiver pieces that are average that'll get you seven to eleven points probably. Yeah. So you know, some diversification um, can be beneficial. As yeah, he could possibly well. do. It. He can definitely get like a package trade done for a wide receiver one or something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just like to see him upgrade a piece somewhere to really compete. Um, for the championship, but I know uh, after last year, making it to the ship, um, he's probably feeling like he's the best drafter in the world and doesn't need to uh, <laughs> doesn't need to make any trades. All right, uh, we'll we'll move along to me, um, Harbison method. So obviously, I know I've been doing most of the talking, anyways, uh, but just because I kind of set up the trade deadline talk, and, he did. Uh, he did. I'm not trying to take credit. I'm just uh, saying why uh, I'm talking so much because I feel bad. Um, it's, all, so, it's all credit to Roberts. So I can tell you what I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking for a, a flex spot and really a kind of running back too. Um, I have running backs. I have Deontay Foreman. I have DeAndre Swift to compliment Saquon. Um, but obviously DeAndre Swift, when I traded for him, I understood the low workload. And I was it was definitely a trade for playoffs and not for right now because mm-hmm. I felt comfortable in my position. Still feel comfortable hoping that it continues an uptick, but we haven't seen it yet. So, um, and then Deontay Foreman has been great. Uh, can't complain, but I don't know how confident I feel about Carolina's running back um, through playoffs to carry me to a championship. So um, I just want mm-hmm. there. I just, I need, I, I feel like I'm missing one guy, one guy on the team um, and, th- and the trade that I, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty flexible to trades. Um, Dalton Schultz, anybody that needs a tight end, call me. Um, I, I really like Dalton Schultz, and it's a shame I have Mark Andrews because I would love to keep Dalton Schultz, um, but I'm not going to carry two tight ends. So um, yeah. Dalton Schultz on the cheap, uh, come in and get him. Um, Mike Evans is definitely a movable piece for an upgraded position. Mike Evans is a big name, large passing volume offense, uh, but hasn't produced the past couple of weeks. But I think he still has a ton of upside. Uh, Deontay Foreman, and then uh, any bench running backs that I have, Gus Edwards, Michael Carter, uh, guys like that who I think will have some value season long uh, for, for some of those teams that need some more more depth pieces. Brian Robinson, you know, I mean, I, I'm pretty open to anything, kind of like you said. The price is right for anybody. Yeah, you guys heard it here. Alex Roberts is open for business, wide open for business. Got a lot of pieces he's really willing to move. I'm sure everybody listening to this probably knows that because I probably yeah. already bothered them. Um, what but, are your uh, What are your thoughts with Marquise Brown? I'd like to see where you're at with that. So I'm I'm happy he's on my bench. I'm happy he's. I think he's going to go off when he comes back. But the problem is, when does he come back? When he does come back, I have to sit him the first week. Team has a week 13 buy. Um, so the, I don't think there's value there to trade. I would love to trade them for another injured player that might come back earlier with another piece or whatever, or trade him to a team that's in a better position than me. And I think he has a lot of value. Um, but I think I'm kind of screwed to be honest with him. So I'm hoping he comes back earlier than later can show me before playoffs start. Hey, I'm a valuable piece of this offense and I can play him in the playoffs. Cause I think with D hop with Rondo more emerging, um, Christian Kirk is going to be very hard to cover. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm sorry, I said Christian Kirk, Marquise uh, Brown. Marquise Brown, yeah. Um, and then I was looking at Brian Robinson. We're just watching that game yesterday. It looks like they gave him a lot of – they gave him a lot of touches. They gave Looks him good, too. A ton. I know they gave Antonio Brown – I mean, Antonio uh, Gibson the first um, red zone carry, and he got the touchdown, but they gave Brian Robinson a touchdown, uh, a red zone carry, and he got a touchdown as well. Very man style as well. Just wouldn't go down and just stretch the ball over like a, like a beast. Yeah, uh, and- 26 attempts is what I'm looking at here, which is yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, that's amazing. I dropped him in another league for a kicker this past week. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. It is what it is. I have running back depth there, uh, yeah. but I had to do it. But it is. it was tough to see him get many carries. Anybody yeah. that's looking for a, a player to get him into the playoffs, he plays Houston next week, who's – we've talked about Houston on the podcast, and then yeah. Atlanta the week after. So two-plus matchups for Ryan Robinson coming up. Uh, if you need that running back piece to stick in there, I'll happily trade him with somebody else to upgrade my wide receiver room uh, if that's what you guys are into enough time about me though uh because i like i said i've already talked to everybody <laughs> uh <laughs> nate uh let's go move, move over to nate 
he's sitting there uh, needs-wise. Uh, things have changed for Nate a little bit. Cooper Cup injury, a uh, big, big, big time blow. Um, unfortunate. Never like to see a guy get hurt. I'm very interested to see what that Rams offense looks like without Cooper Cup. It's going to be just a mess. Obviously, what he's looking for, a Cooper Cup replacement. Uh, and there's no replacement for Cooper Cup, so um, a portion of replacing that. His team still is pretty solid. Um, I mean, I like most of the pieces that are in there. Uh, he has a tough week this week with bye weeks and whatnot. Um, so I'm – go ahead. It's rough. I mean yeah. – it's it's tough for Nate losing Cooper Cup one, but then two like he's sitting in fifth place at five and five right now, going into a week where he can't play ETN, he can't play Kenneth Walker, and he can't play Cooper Cup. Yeah. So this week is gonna be very interesting for Nate. Um, but I, I now's the time he needs to make. I feel like he needs to probably make a move before this trade deadline and uh, get something. You know. Yeah. Get something I th- out of it. I think uh, Zeke has value, has name value. Um, he hasn't been playing. I think he can be, can help a team. I mean, it'd be tough for him to move him this week, but it's straight the line. So you got to make a decision now. Um, and Rondell Moore, I think he has value as well with Marquise Brown being out. And even when he comes back, he still has some value as well. So uh, there's some guys there that he can make that can make moves. If I'm Nate, I'm definitely trying to make a trade. I don't believe Nate has the fab money right now either if something was to come along. So like trade really is going to be his only, his only route at this point in time. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm trying to see like who, who can he move, but it's, it is hard. I mean, George Pickens maybe and Rondell Moore. I I like the, I like the um, emergence of George Pickens. I think he's going to have a good second half of the season. Personally. If you do it, I would go get him because I don't think he has much trade value right now. So if you like to go get a pick, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that Nate would uh, Nate would accept that. Um, yeah, no, he's in a tough spot. I mean, I don't think you want to move either ETN or Walker. Um, like I said, maybe Zeke has some name recognition that you could get um, some value there, and I think Clyde has zero value, unfortunately. I mean, he yeah. had zero points last game, so um, in a tough, tough spot. Tough spot, yeah. but he's still fine. His team's still good, so don't freak out too much. Um, no, yeah, we just got to get through this this by this week. Really, this week this, is just this week's tough, and tough the the depth is not there um, yeah. long term. So, yep. um, make a move if you can get something that makes sense to you to get, add more depth. If not, hope and pray that there's no other injuries and those uh those guys carry you through the end. All right, looking up to the big guns, the guys that are uh, sitting tied for first place that may want to make just that one last move to solidify their team. Um, we're going to start with uh, Marky's magnificent team. And the biggest thing that I see is uh, we talked about the quarterback earlier. You know, Justin Herbert has been struggling. Uh, past four games, five games, 14 points, nine points, 20 points. Good game. 13 points, 13 points. That's mm-hmm. not you can you can one hundred percent outproduce that by just playing the waiver wire market. So, at the, I'm not saying Justin Herbert is dead for the rest of the year, um, but I think he has to prove it before you can keep trotting him out there every single week. Um, and he needs production in the running back spot. Uh, I know this past week we had John Taylor finally come awake, so that may have alleviated some of that need. But it's also one week. Uh, out of the entire season against a uh, very, very bad Las Vegas Raiders team. Um, he does have Antonio Gibson, who has been, has been decent, but uh, two-headed monsters in that backfield. Sprained his ankle last week. Should be fine, it looks like, but sometimes they're not fine, even when they say they're going to be fine. And he has Ramondre Stevenson as well. So he has guys there. Um, but the JT and the Antonio Gibson aren't um, don't seem solid to me. I agree. Um, obviously, it's Jonathan Taylor. So, I mean, you'll try to get the most that you can for him. Um, the Antonio Gibson situation is tricky. They are playing Houston this week. Talked about that yeah. with Brian Robinson as well. So, he may be serviceable for another week if you really need if you really need it. But, I mean, you're sitting in a position where 
you can go ahead and try and make that big trade without really risking yourself to, to fall out of playoffs. I mean, you have a pretty good lead there with a good amount of points. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, when he, obviously he's going he's gonna to hit the lineup. So when you put him in there, it's a Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson. I guess that's not a uh, terrible – that's not a terrible looking backfield. But yep. he, I, I feel like he can figure something out to get one more maybe legit player. Yeah, um, I mean, you're just looking at both his, both his flex spots are just – can be questionable. Mark Cooper has had some very good games and has been very good, and he should be fine probably. Um with both those flex spots between Antonio Gibson and Amari Cooper. And I don't see anybody on his bench that's really weekly startable. I don't think you're going to start any of those guys every single week. So, um, yeah. like I said, just he may be looking to upgrade that, you know, one of those, you know, Amari Cooper and plus something for an upgraded wide receiver, something like that. An elite piece you can stick in that lineup. It's just tough for him because Debo hasn't really been producing for him. Yep. He hasn't been really playing. So it kind of just really puts him in a tough spot. And listen, oh. some people love, love, love Debo Samuel. Like, if you just mm-hmm. say the word Debo Samuel, they'll mm-hmm. trade you a lot for him. So maybe maybe someone, maybe this Debo believer in our league, and he'll go out and get him um, because we all know what he's capable of. We've seen it. Uh, you know, we saw week four when he had a huge run, trucked like five guys. I can still remember that play. He put up 20 points. Um, the past few weeks with Jimmy Grapple, it's been a little uh, slim pickings. Yeah, it's – He's got to drop some players this week, too. I'm taking a look here. He's got both his kicker and his defense on a bye. So, well, yeah. I guess those, he can just he'll probably drop, just drop those guys. Drop yeah. um, what I was going to say is, and it's, you know, I don't know how many people pay attention to it in the league or not, but Drake London is just somebody to look out for moving forward. He's got the easiest schedule when it comes to wide receiver schedules um, rest of the season. So, just kind of maybe a possible bright spot there. And I know Garrett Wilson hasn't been too terrible either. So you may have some value between some of the players on your bench. Only one problem. Uh, Marcus Mariota is throwing him the football. <laughs> it is true. It is true. But So it doesn't matter how uh, wide open you are if the ball is still 10 yards away from you. So we will see. Got his touchdown last week. If he gets a touchdown, he'll be a valuable member of your team. Yeah. All right. Last two guys here. Uh, Weber sitting in second place right now. Um, I think the biggest need uh, I have highlighted why, and you know I say this, but his wide receivers have kind of came to life. Uh, I said why I said needs a wide receiver because I've been saying that all season long. Um, but ever since Heineke has been introduced in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, Terry McLaurin can play wide receiver again. He's always been able to play. They can get him the ball though, um, and I. We all knew what Amon Ra was, um, yep. and he came back. Had a huge game last week. Um, hurt at the end of the game a little bit, a little hobbled. Don't think it's long term. Um, hopefully, he can give him that that top tier production. Um, but those two guys are are what he what he has at receiver. So he may still need some wide receiver depth there. And his running backs are are very solid. We we both know that. So. Um, yep. Figuring out the tight end spot for sure. Uh, you know, he's got Tyler Higby, Kyle Pitts. So, me, I have tight end wide receiver as needs for uh, as needs for Weber. Yeah, I agree. Uh, tight end mainly for me. Uh, I think tight end and, like, depth pieces for for Weber. Um, I, I guess Devontae Smith is a little bit of a risk. I don't know, high risk, high reward kind of guy. But you can ask Weber. I was trying to trade for Terry and Devontae like three weeks in a row, we just couldn't, we just couldn't come to a, uh, an agreement, which is fair. Um, but it's, it's still a good team and you just, you need some depth there. You may fall into like what happened with, with Nate, where it's like, it just really changed things up with one injury and then a couple of yep. bye weeks, you know, but again, you're one of those players who you're sitting at seven, three, you got a good amount of points. So you're really not, you know, worried if you lose. So you may actually be able to go ahead and make like a big trade for somebody. Yeah. And at, looking at this point at, in time and looking at his team, like we talk about teams that don't have depth. He literally doesn't have players on his roster, which no, is yeah. fine, which is not <laughs> yeah. a big deal, but like his depth, like his backup quarterback, the backup tight end, which like is nothing. And then Josh Palmer, who's a good depth piece until Mike Williams and Keenan Allen come back. So that 
position is fine. But there, if something goes wrong here, there's there's no fallback. No, there's nothing. I mean, and I know it's very very hard to like spread your lineup thinner, like trade a big piece to make your lineup more deep. But in the play, like he, I don't think he has a full starting lineup. I don't think Devonta Smith is should be a weekly starter. So I don't think he has a full starting lineup right now. Um, so I, this, uh, something, backup, I think something needs to move. <laughs> well, this backup kicker and backup defense situation that he has going on here probably needs to okay. change as well. Too. Okay. I, I didn't, uh, the, the way I don't like the way his <laughs> app is set up. So it's okay. It's all right. It could have been past last week buys and stuff. He didn't want to drop somebody. So maybe that's all it is, yeah, but we'll, yeah, I would we'll not see. carry, I would not carry two of both of those, but maybe it'll work out for maybe him. It's a, it's a strategy for him. I yeah. Know. He's like keeping it away, keeping them away from people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I want to talk about uh, with Weber's team, not necessarily trade talk, but Lamar Jackson has quietly like not been that great since week three. If you look at his stats, uh, it's very weird. It's not what you expect. Like, no, he hasn't Lamar been Jackson. the Lamar Jackson that you saw oh, weeks two, I, weeks three. And I just think it's something interesting to point out. Um, I had uh, who players might be on the block. I had Lamar Jackson for Weber because uh, – you don't want to trade Lamar Jackson because he's Lamar Jackson. Obviously, we talked we've talked about quarterbacks, Josh Allen, same way. But if you can get value for him, he has not been unbelievable, and you've been winning with him. And you can, I mean, just the running through since week four, 15, 15, 18, 10, 21, good game, seventeen. There's yeah. a lot of subpar average games and there's some excuses in there. They're wide receiver. Sure. This player hurt that player hurt, but um, you know, that stuff happens all season long. So it's just interesting. Not at all what I expected to see uh, when I clicked on Lamar Jackson's uh, points for. Yeah. I mean, he must just not be rushing as much. Um, I mean, that's really where he gets all those extra points from is from those rushes. I mean, he can have a hundred yard rushing game easily. And that's 10 points for him because it's kind of as like running back points when you rush it yep so i mean that might be it teams i don't know you're right i i didn't realize the yeah it's it's not that he's been bad it's just like it's not lamar jackson it's not what you want him to be he's not in the past seven weeks since he put up 40 points back to back he's not a plus matchup like there's he has not gained points from having lamar jackson at his quarterback right right. you know what i mean i mean 20 Mm -hmm. points is very gettable for any nfl quarterback yeah, you're you're not wrong at all. So but just interesting. Just a, another reason why I think typically if you have that elite quarterback, the elite quarterback, elite tight end, you can slack in other positions. You know, you can you can lack that flex spot because the points are made up for. And with the large Jackson, that should be the case, but it hasn't been. So yeah. that'll be something to watch. I I don't think he'll move. He'll be on Weber's team. Um, but that'll be something to watch if Lamar bounces back. That will probably coincide with Weber bouncing back to the dominant team he was to start the season and if Lamar does not bounce back he will probably continue to falter slightly um throughout the rest of the way yeah I mean that's it's just a huge plus when Lamar can do that when Lamar can give him 30 40 points because I mean whoever has a good team already but that really just can that takes care of say you are starting Devontae Smith only gets you five points or seven points mm-hmm. well good you just had a quarterback got you 35 so it kind of like makes up for it it's almost like insurance on a starting lineup. Yep. But if you're not getting that, then your your players don't produce or one of your running backs don't produce because it's Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. If they're not having their normal games, they have their, their down game, it's just going to be a tough week. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously guys like um, Nick Chubb, I think would go for a ton. It's very hard to do that, but also you have to remember, you know, just offense they're running in Deshaun Watson coming back for Cleveland. Um, Will they start to throw the ball more? Will they utilize him less? Will he, um, being just a strictly running back less than a receiving back, will his value go down over the season? I don't think he's going to pull the trigger on trading Nick Chubb. But if he wanted to add depth and get some very, very good players in return on his roster, he could absolutely do that. Yeah, it, you know, Benjamin being dropped from Atlanta, I mean, from Arizona was uh, – no, he was in Atlanta? Nope, no, Arizona. Arizona. Just, yep, yeah, yep. Arizona. Uh, it was great for James Conner, and yep. obviously James Conner is in Weber's team. So that's a huge plus for Weber. So that is also going to be um, an interesting piece. I mean, let's see, you know, if people value James Conner, which, I mean, I think they should. Now it looks like they're they're really going to commit to him. 
Yeah, his timeshare um, is he, he's a very large part of that timeshare. The week the first week he came back, he was a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, I, I speaking about our trades with Weber, I was uh, texting Weber about a trade for Amon Ra and James Conner last week. And obviously after last week, when they both decided to go off, uh, that's not going to happen for the trade deadline. <laughs> it makes uh, it tough. But hey, yeah, I mean, value just went up for them and somebody may be willing to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last and not least, uh, Mitch sitting in first place here. Um, congrats, Mitch, on getting back up to first place. Um, needs for Mitch. Uh, flex spots. I'm looking at his roster. Has some question marks uh, past the starting. Actually, he has a lot of needs right now. Uh, quarterback, Kyler Murray, hamstring injury. Not sure what the uh, long-term effects are going to be. Dallas Goddard, serious injury on Monday mm-hmm. Night Football tight end need and then looking at his running his his flex positions um not a ton there obviously he's waiting for mike williams to come back off come back off injured reserve um but yeah he has those uh two running back spots solidified with cmc and josh jacobs two running backs two wide receiver spots solidified with aj brown cd lamb but leonard fournette lost his starting job this week and uh he's probably still a valuable fantasy piece but not locked and loaded going to get you uh, 15 points a week kind of guy if he's losing those touches to Rashad White. Yeah, uh, interesting situation that's going on there in Tampa. Um, I don't, I really don't know what to make of it yet. Um, but Mike Williams coming back will be big for him. I mean, he'll be able to plug in Mike Williams and Christian Kirk in, in the flex spots yep. and, and look pretty solid. But now he has to take care of the tight end position. And he probably has to hold a backup quarterback as yep. well at the same time. So, it, you know, it's up to you. You want to do that through the waiver wire? You know, you can. You want to do it through a trade? Well, you definitely have pieces to trade on that team. So, um, it's up to him. But I, I agree. Tight end, obviously, is going to be a need for him now. And it's just going to be a waiting game for him, I guess, with Mike Williams. We'll see if Christian Kirk can continue to just kill it, and we'll see what happens with London Fournette as well. Yeah, and Some I know, marks. I know, I keep bringing up bigger names to trade because obviously everybody knows you're willing to trade the guys in your bench and the guy in your last flex spot. So uh, those guys are always on the table. But um, the one name I'll bring up for him is uh, CD Lamb. Had a huge game, came out, was awesome. Um, has been a solid wide receiver all year, but probably not the wide receiver you drafted him to be. Um, has had an increased production in the past couple of weeks. Um, and Mike Williams is coming back. So while he does lose CeeDee Lamb, he's going to get another wide receiver in the same caliber back. So if he's able, if he has someone that really likes CeeDee Lamb to upgrade multiple positions, you know, pair him with a Leonard Fournette, a Jamal Williams, somebody like that who's playable to get two solid, solid pieces – um, not a crazy move whatsoever. No, not at all. I mean, when you have pieces to be able to plug and play in with, with now, again, it's a lot of it is him going to be, you know, what is this Mike Williams piece going to be for him? Is he going to trade Mike Williams? Is he going to yeah, that's a possibility want to hold him? Because, I mean, there's trade value there with Mike Williams as well. Obviously not as much as with C.D. Lamb um, or his running backs. I mean – yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't touch the running backs. You really only have Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. Jamal Williams is a – man, I guess he's been very – He's all right. I mean, he's not – Yeah. You, you can throw him in there. You get 10 points. Um, yeah. And, I mean, maybe someone values Leonard Fournette. Maybe someone's like, yeah, they've been saying Rashad White's going to be the starter for 10 weeks now, and it hasn't happened. So yeah. maybe someone still wants Leonard Fournette. They're on bye week this week. They're not going to get an answer before the trade. So if someone like Leonard Fournette and is willing to give you a, a piece for him that you think might be equivalent, um, you can either decide to, to roll the dice yourself or let someone else, someone else roll the dice and you get a proven commodity. I know yeah. Leonard, Leonard Fournette is a proven commodity, but not in this new role. We don't know what it's going to look like. And we don't know what his – he's had he had issues in, in Jacksonville, uh, you know, personality issues and whatnot. And I'm not saying he's going to, you know – be a deal. Pull it, Eno Benjamin, and get himself cut. Um, yeah. But I mean, he's got him. He got Brandon Cooks, who doesn't want to play for his team anymore. So who knows what happens um, with, with those pieces? Yeah. Again, at this point in the, in the in the season, for a team like Mitch's, you're looking more so for your insurance pieces of man. If I lose AJ Brown, which you know I don't know what happened yesterday in that game mm-hmm. with his ankle injury. You know, if I lose Christian McCaffrey, if I lose Josh Jacobs, like. 
you're going to have a completely different looking team once you lose one of those players. Uh, so it's more so having some backup pieces, I think, for Mitch and just kind of securing his roster, being able to plug people in if needed. Exactly. All right, well, that wraps up the uh, trade deadline preview. Hopefully that was different, fun, more than just us talking about our predictions. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, any last-second thoughts about trade deadline, Vic? Any uh, any hopes? Any any trade offers you want to send out right now? Any huh. trades you want to get drilled out between us? Um, anything like that? No, we can look at it. We can look at it, though. We'll talk after this. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I mean, I, I hope to see a trade at – you know, at the deadline, you know, I hope to see that something gets set through before the deadline ends. Again, we all know that trading is fun. It's interesting to see it's, you want to see what you can do as a manager and, and where your uh, assessments are of players and see if you can do the right thing um, with them. So I, I hope to see a trade or two before this deadline. Yeah, I think a lot of guys are holding till waivers run. Uh, once waivers run tomorrow, they'll kind of have exactly a picture of what their team's going to look like. Um, and we'll go from there. Um, yep. So, yeah. And no trades too small, no trades too big. Some guys just need a player for a week. Some guys need a player for the rest of the season. Some guys have injuries. So send them out there. Flip even flip a bench guy for a bench guy and uh, can help you win. Um, all right, quickly. Uh, waiver wire winner last week. I There's no other one. This one stuck out to me uh, very, very well. Uh, Mitch. Mitch grabbed Jamal Williams for 15 bucks on waiver wire. That was real impressive. Um, <laughs> that's a, a great value, you know? We do have to talk about that, folks. So last year it was a $5 fee fine when you accidentally dropped a player and you needed to put them back up. This year I moved it up to 15 um, And then the second time, if you do it twice in a year, you just you can't pick that person up. You're, you're done, uh, whoever you dropped last. Next year, the final will go up, and the same rules will apply if you do it twice in the same season. You won't be able to pick it up, pick up that player. Um, just get it figured out. You don't need to be doing that, and don't be trying to blame the app on it. If if it makes so. Mitch feel better, I I I hate the Yahoo app, and I have done it almost done it a few times. Um, yeah, I I have just so. I know I was giving a little crap in the group chat because it's fun to do that. I could care less. It's clearly a mistake. Um, if they make a mistake, it is what it is. I know we have now we have it and set up in place, so we know what the costs of doing business is. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Um, yeah. but yeah, also it was clearly a mistake. So if you traded a guy with the Torres ACL a second later, the commissioner would reverse it. Um, so I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. But also, Mitch, like really twice. Um, other big waiver wire winner. I just want to say, hey, good job, Alan, once again for grabbing Justin Fields. Um, you know, two weeks in a row, forty points each. Uh, great job. Uh, really, really good foresight there. <laughs> no, it is a fantastic pickup. You know, it's it's. It, he may have had the waiver wire pickup of the year twice this year when he picked up originally Jeff Wilson, who went yep. off for him. And now grabbing fields in the second half of the season. So you got the first half waiver wire winner <laughs> and the second half waiver wire winner at Justin Fields. So good on yes. you. Yes. Now we've got to get you into the playoffs to That's congratulate right. you for that. <laughs> All right. And uh, lastly, guys, this week, uh, highest scoring player, position player is kicker. Um, I can already tell you who Vic is going to pick this week. Uh, so you can go ahead and fill us in. Who's going to be your highest scoring kicker this week? This is going to be lame. <laughs> Uh, so I'm actually not going to go with Justin Tucker. Okay, all right. Probably will be Justin Tucker. Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and go with Matt Gay of all the right. Los Angeles Rams. Um, they're in New Orleans. New Orleans is in a dome. Um, I think that the offense is going to be okay, but not be able to finish in LA uh, for the Rams. So I think that they're going to end up having to kick the ball a lot and in that dome. There shouldn't be any issues. So that's a, had a pick that game. I really like that pick. Really like it. Um, even though kickers are like the hardest thing to predict, but I like it a lot. Uh, I picked Jake Elliott, even though he was horrible last night um, and got like three fantasy points. Um, but he's playing Indy, Indy uh, Philly coming back. I think they might be pressing a little too hard, trying to uh, score, run a perfect offense next week, trying to bounce back after that loss to Washington. And he's playing in Indianapolis. Once again, gorgeous stadium to kick in. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I, 
definitely going with the uh, dome teams for this uh, this prediction here. Yeah, I like it. I think they're they're kind of trying to put the hurt on. No pun intended. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how Jeff Saturday does against uh, Philly. He played a bad team in the Raiders, and now he gets to go play a great team. <laughs> In the Eagles, so on the bright side, he can't. He can't actually lose this. Like if he loses, it doesn't matter. He lost yeah. the Eagles, so I guess it's not the worst thing ever for him. Yeah. All uh, right, guys. Other than that, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the segment trade talks. Uh, let us know if you liked it or not, so we can you know continue to do that. You know, in further seasons, get around trade deadline, have that conversation. Um, I will tell you guys, we're recording this pretty dang late today so if we feel if it sounds like we're uh not enthusiastic it's just because it's been a little bit of a longer day for us i also um, i also have a lost voice from the lions game so yeah, uh, my is. work my work has been like are you hung over are you okay are you sick i'm like i'm fine i just don't have a voice so i yeah, apologize right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh make you know make some trades send some offers send some feelers out uh nick stop being a paranoid freak and then uh other than that good luck everybody that's the last chance you have to just look at your fantasy app for like an hour straight, you know, looking at different teams. I'm probably the only person that does that because I'm not that busy at work. Um, <laughs> but it's fun to uh, bounce around, see what teams match up. And it's your last chance to do it because after this week, it don't matter. Um, so, yeah, uh, last chance to make a move besides grabbing guys on waivers. And fab budgets are what are running low. So make that move. Get the guy. Solidify the bench. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. We'll see you guys. Thank you.